Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Hey, look at that. No, not really. No. It's our new background, though. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes. The picture back there behind us is from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in the um, an area where Jack does a lot of his live, live casting. He does uh, it often. He uses that. That's why I wanted to use it. Oh, nice. Usually, I think he closes the door so we don't see the Costco behind there, whatever that is. I'm not sure what that is back oh, there. Oh, I, I just see a pump tree. Oh, yeah, there's a little sign right there. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Hello, my friends. We are actually in Yorba Linda, California. And why is your head chopped off the top? Because I made some adjustments to the camera and didn't think <laughs> that uh, I needed to pay attention because without the lower third oh, or the frame, uh, my head is not chopped off. Okay. But there you go. So go to, res go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all of our stuff. Go there. And then they're going to want to do what? Hedia. They're going to subscribe to our YouTube channel or edify. They can watch our Facebook and follow, and they could also send us comments. And we actually got some really sweet comments in response to your questions about uh, people with learning disabilities and on the autism spectrum and what um, God has planned for them. All right. Can yeah. Talk about those later. Sure. All right. Cool. So go there. Uh, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional and we are it's May 2nd, and I finally changed the year. Did you know that it's been saying 2021 for quite a long time <gasps> on the thing? Oh. <laughs> and not one single person caught it and told us. Mm. That's okay. They don't pay attention to the thumbnail. Well, new people. when I know. Uh, they're going to think that it's a year old. Yeah. Oh, my, you know, all these little details. You know, I, I, we need, we need a, 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 a producer. Ah, Anybody want to be a producer? Sorry to be the producer, the host, the writer. Please let us know. The writer, the, too. Yeah, well, I write all my own jokes. <laughs> you do. You right. do. So for May 2nd, 2022, but this was written a long, long time ago, uh, the title is Those Who Hunger and Thirst. The reference is Matthew 5, 6, and it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, I keep meaning to ask, and I think I've asked this before, but I've already forgotten. Is it, in fact, blessed or is it blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness? It, it depends on your pronunciation. I think from the, my Catholic background, I, I continue to say blessed because I think that's I what think they it use. sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like blessed. What do you think? Make sure and comment below. I don't know how you're going to write it differently. <laughs> now that I think about it, because it's spelled the same way. Exactly. Uh, okay. We'll do number one is blessed. And number two is blessed. So write in the comments, those of you that are watching live, uh, which one do you think it is or what, it, what I should be saying? Now, when I say blessed are those, it sounds perfectly fine. Both sound perfectly fine. All right. I don't need to get, mean to get sidetracked, though, though but that, that's kind of what I do. That's my thing. Scripture reading is Psalm 42. And uh, Smith says in this devotional, meet the conditions and God will fulfill his word to you. Note that the verse says, shall be filled. The Spirit of God is crying. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Mm. The Spirit of God will take the things of Christ and show them to you so that you may have a longing for Christ in his fullness. And when there is that longing, God will not fail to fill you. See the crowd of worshipers who have come up the feast, come up to the feast. They are going away utterly dissatisfied. But on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus will stand and cry out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. 
He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus knew that they were going away without the living water, and so he directed them to the true source of supply. Are you thirsty today? The living Christ will in the living Christ still invites you to himself. And I want to testify that he still satisfies the thirsty soul and fills the hungry with good things. In Switzerland, I learned of a man who met with a particular congregation. He attended their various meetings, and one morning at their communion service, he arose and said, Brothers, we have the word, and I feel that we are living very much in the letter of it, but there is a hunger and thirst in my soul for something deeper, something more real than we have, and I cannot rest until I enter into it. The next Sunday, his brother rose again. This brother. This brother, sorry. This brother rose Same dude. Same dude. Rose again and said, we are all so poor here. There is no life in this assembly, and my heart is hungry for reality. He did this for several weeks until it got on the nerves of these people, and they protested. Sands, you are making us all miserable. You are spoiling our meeting. There is only one thing for you to do, and that is to clear out. I've actually had this experience. Or like... <laughs> Yes, I remember that story. He went out of the meeting in a very sad condition. As he stood outside, one of his children asked him, what was the matter? And he said, to think that they should turn me out from their midst for being hungry and thirsty for more of God. I did not know anything more of this situation until afterward, Smith said. Days later, someone rushed up to Sands and said, there is a man over here from England and he is speaking about tongues and healing. Sands said, I'll fix him. I'll go to the meeting and sit right up in front and challenge him with the scriptures. I'll dare him to preach these things in Switzerland. I, I'll publicly denounce him. Uh -oh. So he came to the meetings. There he sat. He was so hungry and thirsty that he drank every word that was said. His opposition soon petered out. The first morning he said, the first morning he said to a friend, this is what I want. He drank and drank of the spirit. After three weeks, he said, God will have to do something new or I'll burst. He breathed in God and the Lord filled him to such an extent that he spoke in other tongues as the spirit gave utterance. Sands is now preaching and is in charge of a new Pentecostal assembly. Probably not anymore back then, unless he's like 200 years old. God is making people hungry and thirsty after his best. And everywhere he is filling the hungry and giving them what the disciples received at the very beginning. Are you hungry? If you are, God promises that you will be filled. Thought for today. If you ever see a shall in the Bible, make it yours. Amen. So cool. So much better the second time around. <laughs> reading it. Um, I, I, I think that, um, did you want to share your story or no? Okay. I, uh, so I, I just love that God, uh, doesn't give you all the pieces when you first start. He, and like the devotional says, you'll see glimpses of Christ that'll make you hungry and you'll long for those glimpses. And so in my, in one of the first congregations I was a part of, it was during the BLM riots and people were up in arms and this whole issue of social justice. It was just, it was really contentious. And, I took a position that some of the members did not like, and I literally got kicked out 
of our Bible study. I was leading the Bible study and I got de dethroned. <laughs> you were leading. I was leading the Bible study and I was told to leave. And it, but what a magnanimous thing that was because mm -hmm. that made me fully commit to Calvary Chapel. Uh, of course, that's where we were married. We started the devotional. It, it was a springboard to all the things that God had in store for me. And so I just longed for righteousness. I longed for truth and I wouldn't let go of it. And awesome. yeah, sometimes you pay the price and you don't realize what's happening at the time. And uh, God reveals the truth. You know, it's interesting is that we, we talk about this all the time and Jack talk, talks about it. Um, and obviously the, the pastors that we follow talk about that God is in charge. God, you know, will make certain things happen to force you into a situation where you follow him. Yes. Um, you don't know. You don't know what's happening. Though. You don't know. Like he, like he uh, 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 you know, he, he'll open, a, he'll open two doors, but he'll kind of like put like a little lure, like hoping that you'll, you'll take the lure yes. in all that direction. But I wonder what it is, what it, because there was more than one person that had to be involved in ousting you from this group. There was a lot of people. So what, what was it? What, what is it that happens to those people? Does it then force them to now pick up like, oh, wait, we actually needed Hedia. Do you think there's a two way street on this, on, on these types of things that it led you to find this, to commit more to Calvary, where you became uh, more educated through Jack's teaching? Absolutely. But what was it that? that God was doing in their life. Is there who knows? I, I mean, the, uh, the Bible study ended up disbanding. Oh, uh, yeah. Our, our group did. You're because, the glue. Yeah. Well, because, and a lot of them, only two were upset at me and mm -hmm. the rest supported me. And so the kind of the, the bad blood kind of stuck around and it, it was very difficult to maintain the group without it, mm -hmm. without, without the spirit of reconciliation and compassion, I think by doing what they did, they created um, negative feelings between people. And I don't know what happened to the two people that had the problem, if they actually stayed with the church, which would be interesting for me to know. I don't know, but I know the leadership, it took the leadership of the church to kick me out. And I know they're still involved with the church. I don't know if they ever regret having done that. Like, wow, that, that didn't show really good judgment. Um, but we wrote, um, I wrote and two other people had wrote to the senior pastor that was over the online ministry, but he never responded. Hmm. Yeah. So who knows? Wow. So Rosemary did the thing that I thought. I'm going to go with blessed. So we said number one was blessed. Number two is blessed. So those of you that have joined us after this whole discussion i was wondering is it actually when we read something in the bible or in the devotional that says b-l-e-s-s-e-d is it blessed or blessed so blessed is number one blessed is number two um let us know if which one do you think is um because i coming from the catholic background i think that i have taken on this blessed but we i don't do that for anything else it ends in ed no so there you go. Uh, good day. Good day, Kate. Gosh, you guys are on early today. Yes. Yeah, we have Bible study tonight, so we needed to come on a little bit early. And thank you. This is uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in, uh, in the background. Uh, happy Monday, Jen. And she says she's blessed by our daily devotionals. Thank and you. She and God's. They just <laughs> happen to be the, the talking heads. Uh, thank that he's you, using. Jan. And Jan loves the background, too. Uh, it's... Brian. Oh, really? Brian, Brian, Brian says like, one. Oh, look at that. Look at I Brian, agree. Brian Sanker. 
I agree. I think is it either Sanker or Sonker. That's <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think either is um, grammatically correct. I just think that the inclination is people use one. Christianese. Christianese. There you uh, go. That's the Christianese translation. Blessed and highly favored. That's number two. But then when you read the Bible, you say blessed. Huh. Look at you. Um, the only thing that I want to say from the devotional, and now hopefully I remember what it was, is that. Um, Do we have one thing to say about the devotional? Well, the, the devotional, <laughs> because there's scripture reading that I have something about the scripture reading ah, that actually okay. is that hit me. Hopefully, again, that will come back. But the uh, devotional, and I'm sure there's other stuff, but um, it is, it has, that has happened to me a, a few times thinking that I'm going to go and to something, either a conference or, uh, and I'm going to be the end all be all of information, like a dog training seminar. Or um, you mean in your professional life, in my professional life okay. uh, and be the one who comes in there and goes, listen, I nobody's going to teach I me. Got this. I, I know so much that there's not one thing that I'm going to be taught at, in this thing. And I may have to speak up and say, you know, you're wrong. Oh. Uh, or um, I mean, even maybe going to the Monday night Bible study for the first time, or even last night we went to the blended families um, yes. ministry last night thinking, you know, what is it? Really? I've been, I've been so, <laughs> I've been in, I've been in blended family for, in, in single and all the things. Like what, what is it that could come out of this? What, what are they going to teach me that's new? Oh um, boy, there was a lot. <laughs> Actually listening to it, I realized we don't do any of it. I was just like, wow, we literally don't do anything these people have just described. <laughs> oh well. But I feel like this guy's name, what was his name again? Sands. Sands. Uh, Sands. Uh, I felt like Sands in, in all these situations. Because every so often, if you just stay quiet and you take it in. Because sometimes you can go into these situations with a block. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to hear that. I'm, I'm going. I don't know why I'm going, but I'm going because, I'm, because I need to go there and show people how much I know. Uh-huh. And you go there waiting for that opportunity and you don't hear. Sure. Um, but uh, the one thing, and so early on, and I and I and I'm using the example of last night, another one. That's not really what I did, but what I've learned early on, and I've, I've shared this with other canine handlers and other police officers. I said one of the most important things you can do is go to things that you think you might not learn from somebody, because you will either learn how not to do it, whatever that person's doing, or you will actually learn something new. You'll be shocked at somebody will have some little tweak, some little thing. Or something huge and think, wow, I've been doing it wrong the entire time. Maybe like last night. So I have no hesitation, really, of going to the Monday night bubble, bubble, bubble study, the Bible study, or the uh, blended family stuff. Because I've, I've learned. I go, you know, sometimes I think for just a brief moment, I don't know what I'm, they're going to teach me. And I go, I'm going to learn something new. I just know it. Aww. Because um, it's always the way. So um, I just, this the lesson is there that um, when the minute. And, and again, this is what I tell my kids. When you think you know everything, that's the first time that you're going to realize that you don't know everything. You, you never know that's everything. Awesome. You always There's always something new to be learned. It, it may be at the last hour of a, of a two-hour seminar. So be patient. It could be right at the beginning. You never know what it's going to be, but you're going to learn something new. Something's going to hit you. They go, oh, wow, that's good. Got to be open. This is Just one last really. It's just a dog story really quick. Okay. Is that... Um, I had been doing this for like, at that time, probably 20 years. And you think after doing something 20 years, you know how to make a dog lay down properly, right? You would think. 
Because, I mean, that's one of the most basic things. Sit down, stay. I mean, those are the three <laughs> basic things you teach a dog. And so I'm at the seminar and I'm alongside another expert, right? The two experts, me and this other guy. He's from Las Vegas. What can, what's a guy from, from Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah going to teach me about dogs? <laughs> and so uh, I'm there with this guy. This, he's a sergeant with uh, Las Vegas Metro. And he and I are teaching together. I met him for the very first time. And I'm, you know, by then I'm filling my oats like I'm, I'm all that. And he takes, uh, and one of the problems with dogs, when you take them from a down or a stand and take them to a down, they down and they move forward. But police dogs, you don't want them doing that. You want them downing where they're at, downing in place. Pet dogs, you want them downing in place. And we, I've always had this problem with dogs that down and they want to move forward and mm. because they want to get closer to you or they want to get to the reward. And so I've been, I was like one of those things like, well, I guess that's just what dogs do. And, you know, and I thought more pressure and more power. Like, correct, no, it was the way that you deal with it. This guy, he takes a treat and he takes it and he moves it down in front of the dog's face and he moves it back towards the dog's stomach. So when the, and he tells the dog down, so when the dog downs, he's got to rock back to get the treat. And I'm watching that and I'm going, wow, wait, do that again. And he takes a different dog and he takes a treat and he moves it back towards the dog's belly between his two front paws. And the dog rocks back and lays down. Love it. And I go, son of a, what back in the day when I wasn't so godly, yeah. I probably said something really bad. And I go, oh my gosh, that is the most genius thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. It was amazing. So sorry. That's, hope that, hope that relates. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that you learn something so basic that you think that you're so full of the information and so full of God that something so simple like will change your life. It actually literally changed my whole training. Uh, as far as that. going in the down position. So sorry, that's a whole rant. No, that was great. Okay, cool. So we get to the, <laughs> should we get back to the Bible? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. You are so fantastic. <laughs> you are a great wife. Really? Yes. That's all I wanted to hear. We can go now. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Have a blessed day. I'm a good wife. Proverbs 31. Not good. Not good. That's uh -oh. great. Thank you. All right. So we're going to go to the uh, scripture reading here. <laughs> Psalm 42 is our scripture reading. So beautiful. This is Dick King David. Probably um, he was very troubled, but look at the way he talks about his trouble and yet talks about the goodness of the Lord. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they are continually saying to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Where are you cast down? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mazar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? 
As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So if you read this, again, like I told you, like the Lord inspired me, that why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? For me, when I would read these references to the enemy in the Psalms, Mm -hmm. it always reminded me of the enemies within me. So it wasn't external enemies that beat me down. It was always my internal enemies that would get at me and that would say and whisper in my ear, where's your God? Where is this Jesus that saves you all the time and makes you great? And you just yelled at your daughter, you know, you're not so great after all, are you? You know, like it's literally the voices in my head that are my greatest enemy. And so this has a very uh, special meaning to me because it's it's con- it's that self-talk. It's the self-talk that we need to constantly remind ourselves. I was listening to a pastor today that was saying, that was going through the verses of Romans saying, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Broke it up in, and Paul breaks it up into two sentences. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So he was explaining that you need to hear the word of God. And it's in hearing that word of God as a believer that your faith increases. So again, everything is about scripture, that when you're downcast or when you're upset or when your self-talk is just the voices in your head or the enemy talking back to you, you go to the word of God so that he increases your faith, so that he talks to you instead of you talking to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So, yeah. And I think that through my clumsy description of, of dog training and what Wasn't I learned clumsy. is the is the the little thing, that little tiny, it's like the, the most basic thing. Could be a light bulb. And moment. I was explaining this, I think, last night at the at the um blended family uh, event we went to, is that just the understanding that God dwells inside of us, which to others is like, well, of course he does. It's so basic. And I go, it's a but I, I had no idea. I've been in the church right down. I could almost see the church from here. I've been there for 20 something years, 30 years. And I never, I never, again, they could have said it. Have you heard him say it since we've been there? Have you heard anybody mention that? At friends? Wondering. Yeah. Right, Not necessarily. But I mean, at Calvary all the time. At Calvary, like it, it's, it's, again, it's one of the basic tenets. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but those are some of the basic things that, and again, I think part of it also is that you're, what I talked about going to these conferences, whether you think you're going to learn something or not, is you go there with an open mind so that you are able to to listen and hear and absorb what it is that's being taught. And I mean, my perspective, and I've told, I've said this to you before, is that every meeting I go to now is, I believe that especially the God-filled ones is that I'd like to believe God orders my steps. So I don't go anywhere that he doesn't send me. So when he sends me, I think there is something there for me everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. So I go there with an anticipation, Lord, what do you want to show me today? It could be people. It could be the message. It could be the interaction. It could be you and me and what we get out of it. Um, Just the experience of going or spending time together. Like I have no idea, but I go into it with an excited anticipation 
of what does God want to show me tonight? It's less about the actual topic of the meeting than what is God going to show me tonight? You know, it's funny because it's not just those meetings for both of us. It's all like your adventure to the spectrum store the other day was that it, that's not like the most fun thing to do is deal with internet connections and cable. Uh, But you were able to have a divine appointment that was extraordinary. So that you, if you go there and thinking, well, God may have something there for me. Sometimes he doesn't, but maybe there, maybe there is. And it'll just make it that much better. And this morning I was telling Andy, I had this really horrific experience with a vendor and I was so frustrated. I just started yelling until the, until she hung up on me. (laughs) And the next conversation I said, I'm sorry, Lord. Like she didn't know I was a Christian, but I'm just, that was so, that was so unchristlike of me. So the next vendor I called was even more of a disaster in the sense that she was messing up even more. And I, I just, I promised God I was going to stay calm. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this upset me. I'm just going to have this conversation with the lady. And I was, I guess I exhibited so much patience with her. But the And she's like, thank you so much for just being so patient and just walking <laughs> this through with me. Like, because she knew it was crazy what we were doing. I mean, we literally did it over and over again, like three times. And I said to myself that even her that did not know I was a Christian, I know that experience left a mark. Either it made her day better or she thought to herself, phew, I dodged a bullet. That woman could have made my life hell for the past five, you know, half an hour. But I just felt good about the fact that I had made a commitment to the Lord that I was not going to torture this vendor person. Yeah. Like I did the (laughs) other one, regardless of how frustrating it may get. And literally, he literally sent me into another situation that was equally, if not more frustrating. Let's let's try this again. Yeah. Let's try it again. (laughs) Let's try it again. And it was, I gotta tell you, you could turn every event into an interaction with the Lord. Can you imagine if it's the same call center that's in India or the Philippines that you're calling and these people are actually sitting next to each other and they, after they get done, they go, oh my God, you should have heard this <laughs> B word that I just had on my phone. She was just like, wow. And the other go, oh, I had the nicest woman and they don't know that it's the same person. Can you imagine? <laughs> it was, but it was, it was just demonstrating uh, to me that we could turn anything, any anything into an exhibition of just walking with the Lord, you know, it's in our control to let God have control. Yes. That's good. Is that good? That's good. <laughs> it is. I'm making up for my dog. Bam. Um, so with me, with this devotional, it reminds me of this conversation I had with you about my daughter, Ray, uh, who is 13. Right. <laughs> okay. Whew. Um, about her continents, countenance, sorry, Conten- countenance. Yes. <laughs> She's on these continents, the continents. <laughs> oh, split. I thought you were saying incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the other one. Continents is another no. one. Because it was important for me to understand this word because I just wanted to make sure I understood it correctly. And I, and I, fortunately I did. Um, but uh, her countenance, and I was talking to you about that, that her countenance has changed. Um, and I'm, I'm just so worried. And I, and I realize she's a teenager and I realize that, Things are happening to her body. I understand that she's has these things happening with friends and possible boyfriends and things like that. And so that's what it's overwhelming. But I, I, I was struggling so 
badly. I walked into her room and there she was with the face that I just am not used to. If you look at every picture or everything we did, she's like smiling. We did cooking shows together. She was she seven. Just, I know, but that's what I mean. <laughs> Most of her life, she's been the smiley, happy, bright blue eyed little girl. And now she's walking around with a sourpuss. And I'm just like going, and I don't, and I don't want to be, I'm trying not to be mean or mad or angry because I, that's my tendency. It's like, would you just put a smile on your face? I'm so tired of looking at that, that sour does look. That, does that sound familiar? Oh, Can you just smile for me, some please? <laughs> okay, stop. So, um, Ooh, that's this, a good this, yeah, that's this a moment, good this moment uh-huh. that I had, look, it just, there's two things that happen and I didn't use them as effectively as I, as I wanted, I, that I, that I should have. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now that next time we have a moment, maybe I'll be able to do, do something differently. But I have told her, I said that there's, there's a bunch of people that love you. Your mom loves you. I love you. Eddie loves you. Jesus loves you. And these other people are going to be in and out of your life. You're, you're going to know them maybe another year, and then you're going to go to high school, and then you're going to make some other friends. I said, you're spending a lot of time and a lot of emotion on, on these folks. Some of them may be the guy that you're mad at, may eventually be your boyfriend. He may, may be your husband. I said, so I just this, this energy of sadness and, and despair, because it, it's so full of despair, it looks like to me. At that moment, I looked to my right, Bo, who's nine, in one of you know we had boxes we you know we just moved recently and there's boxes everywhere and I and I went in there and said I I want these bo- I want these boxes empty by today <laughs> my countenance changed I said get these boxes empty one and one of the boxes was a Bible my nine year old Bo he didn't put it in a drawer he didn't put it underneath his bed he put it on his nightstand nice and he stood it up so you can see it when you walk into the room and I was talking to her and looking at the Holy Bible and it changed my countenance oh. Because in that moment when I was starting to get, I was like, I started to go to my Ray, put a smile, turn that frown upside down and put a smile on your face. As I was, That's so as effective. <laughs> Bo, my little nine-year-old, just put the Bible there for me to see. God. Walk by just, example. And I went, uh, Ray, I love you. And I, 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 and I care about you. And I want... And I just want you to, I'm hoping that you can just find a way to put a smile on your face. It changed. God changed my, Aww. my countenance. I was worried about her countenance. She changed my countenance. I love that. Is that a crazy story or what? No, not at all. Not okay. crazy at all. And so I love this psalm. For, I'm going to read it a couple of times. And, and just the really psalm? The psalm. Um, but isn't it amazing? And so here we can come back again to how amazing these devotionals are and the, the Bible is that that God meets you where you are Amen. Uh, with the word of the word of, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a Psalm or, you know, Matthew. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Well, that is an, so and right. when the, when this pastor was talking about um, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God, he said, when he first picked up the Bible, he was a philosopher. He had no faith and the Bible made no sense. He's like, is this a philosophy? Is this a love letter? I don't understand this book. It wasn't until he was baptized with the Holy spirit that the, he, he met Jesus. He had a supernatural encounter. And he's like, from then on, the Bible came to life. And that's, that's really what we have to get down into our soul 
is that it is the word of God and it's God's love letter to us. And God speaks to us each individually through it. But that doesn't happen until you're, you have the indwelling. And so what I was going to tell you is that you were like, wow, I didn't know why I should have known these things. And why did I live differently? I just think that you didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit until right. recently. And that's when the whole world changed. You know, your whole perspective changed because then the book comes to life. And it speaks to you different than, I mean, you focused on countenance. I, that, that's not what struck me. You know mm. what I mean? Because he's speaking to everybody individually. Right. Wow. It's so, it's so beautiful. Is, is, am I right in saying that also that God waits for you to invite him in? Of course. Because that, 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 that he, he can go anytime he wants. He of course. Invite, uh, it's a gentleman. Yes. He's he there. waits. He has the keys. He has, a, he has like a skeleton key that he can get inside your door anytime he wants. Absolutely. But it's, uh, it's the invitation that he's waiting for. Yeah. That's what I encountered today. I just was in my flesh yelling at the first person and afterwards i'm like i i'm sorry Lord. that was that was unbecoming of a soldier of christ i said so let's do this over again you know and he's like okay let's try this again yep. you know so he'll sit back and watch us nosedive into complete oblivion and then stand back and say okay i oh there's this other great story i was listening today about um before you get to Easter, before you get to the resurrection, we know the end of the story, right? But for the disciples, when they were walking through um, the death and the crucifixion, they had to get, they, they were living in disappointment. They thought he was going to restore the kingdom, you know, uh, relieve them of the oppression of the Romans and rule and reign. And then he gets crucified. So there's three days where they're living with disappointment where they had to deal with the letdown. And they said that, you know, and it wasn't until he rose and came back that they realized, and Peter in particular had to deal with not only the disappointment. So what did he do? He went fishing. You know what I mean? And he went back to what he knew. But then once he saw the Lord again, he had to deal with the fact that he had disappointed God. So in that story, God is telling us, I will never disappoint you. I'm not promising that you will never have heartache. I'm promising I'll always be there. So even in the waiting, I am there in the waiting. And even when you fail me, I'm still there. Mm. And I still love you. And so a lot of us turn away from God when we feel shame for falling short. But he wants us to know that we are weak. And that we can't do it without him. And through him, he will turn all things for the good of those that are called and who love him. And he's always there to help us pick up the pieces. But he just wants us to let him in. Wow. But I just thought that was so profound that the, the, we celebrate the resurrection and we talk about the crucifixion. Like, yeah, what, what Jesus did and all your sins are nailed to the cross. But think about the disappointment that they lived through. And in, in our periods of waiting, we have to think about that and be like, okay, this is the three days. You know what I mean? This is the time when I'm walking through and God's like, let me show you how to walk this out. Uh, but in the end, he rises. He always rises. <laughs> wow. You reminded me of, um, I forget her last name. I think you might remember it, but Star. Uh, Parker. Parker uh, was the first speaker at the Comeback California event at Calvary Chapel uh, over the weekend on Saturday. 
And um, she was actually not meant to, not supposed to speak. Somebody else was, but that person called in sick. <laughs> and so the host said, you know, Star, can you speak? And she flew in uh, for the event just to speak. So she was oh. replacement. Fantastic. But what you reminded me of when she spoke, so if you get a chance, go to uh, YouTube and look for it. It's still up. At least it was the last time I looked. Um, and she uh, speaks after uh, the host, um, Gina, I think her name is. Uh, Gina introduces her. And this woman, uh, I'm not going to do it any justice, but she um, was living on welfare. She was a drug user. She was a drunk and she was having babies and aborting them. And she was also using the fact that she would get pregnant from time to time to increase her welfare. And this is how she wow. was living her life. And then everybody was racist. Uh, I mean, the, 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 everybody, you know, was holding her back. The white man was holding her back. And uh, this is how she was living her life for, for years. And um, she tried to get a job and she, she couldn't keep the job because she was a drunk and a bunch of other things. And so, but she got fired, but the people that fired her continued to call her and said, you know, at the time when she did work there, when she did get hired, they tried to get her to go to church. And she said, I ain't going to church with a bunch of white people. And so she, um, and so she, when she got fired, she goes, of course, you're going to fire me because you're white and I'm black. And so I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, but they continued to call her after they fired her. And this, I'm pretty I sure I'm that. getting the story straight. Eventually she goes, all right, quit bugging me. I'm going to go to church. I'll go to church. With you. And she goes to church and, and she gets saved. I don't think it was right away. I think it was a couple of visits, but it, it, it took a little bit of time, but she ended up getting saved. And in the end, she gets off of drugs. She gets, she stops drinking alcohol. She, she changes her life and she was poor her entire life, but God provided. Aww. And uh, she's now a, a, a speaker and runs her own business. And, as employees and all that kind of stuff, but oh, we're talking about God waiting and God and what she had done. You know, you always think that you're worse than anybody else that uh, you, you think God is, is weak that he, you know, that he can't help you. He helps all these other people, Saul to Paul, uh, you know, sky, uh, Hedia, but, G, but there's no way I'm the, I'm the worst, but no, he's so faithful and sticks around and, and waits for you Amen. to invite him in to your life. Yes. And, uh, and, and makes him, amazing changes um and he makes the changes yes is that because in your in your own strength you never could make the changes no no but you got to see her talk it was uh it was awesome um but that so much what you talked about reminded me of her um there was a thing i said did you want to talk about at the end i forgot what it was <laughs> uh people's comments i don't know oh. them you know exactly or directly but uh jan uh no sorry sandy sent us some comments about uh, people that are um, special needs mm -hmm. that are nonverbal and how uh, God, if I, I don't want to, I hope I don't express this incorrectly, but the, the basic message of both the, the responses we got were that God in his infinite wisdom doesn't use communication for everybody the same. And so mm. just as God can reveal himself audibly to me in a vision to somebody else, a dream to somebody else, uh, through the Bible to somebody else, through a friend to somebody else, he could communicate to nonverbal special needs people in their own special way. And that wow. he would never leave them without the opportunity. Ooh. And so it was, um, it was just so beautiful. And Sandy sent us a picture of her nephew 
and um, special needs and that she's convinced that he knows the Lord. And I told you about my friend, Melanie, and very convinced that he knows the Lord as well. So it's just. It's, Makes God. total sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you can make a mountain. Right. <laughs> and the stars and the sun and the planets. Wow. That is so. Wow. So oh, there's Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Oh, blessed be his name because of him I am blessed. Blessed be oh. his name. <laughs> Look at you. Sandy. Yes, actually, that's what Kate said too. I am blessed or blessed is he. <laughs> and I am blessed. Yes. So, wow. th Sandy, thank you for sending yes. your email. We really appreciate it. It was, it was just beautiful. Just get all... Uh, what's his name that, that uh, sends out Heim? David. David Heim sent out a newsletter, I guess, for our yes. group or whatever, and said, um, you're crying, I'm not crying. <laughs> that was the title so of the cute. newsletter. I read it too. <laughs> oh my gosh, you hit me with that so much. Um, so God is fantastic. Wow, so good. Thank you, Sandy, for clearing that up. That's, uh, that's really good to know. Anything else? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lost no. for... Oh, that's beautiful. Sandy says she loves us. We love, love you, too. you too. Thank you, you Sandy. I thought was so great today. I had a, a, a post about uh, what's happening in Canada, and it has to do with LGBTQ, and it, it, they added like 10 other letters to stuff. <laughs> Who knows what it is they're talking about? And it's just nuts. And they're saying in Canada, apparently 50% of the, the population in Canada is LGBTQ, LMNOP, XYZ. Whatever the, the letters are. That's what this, what? I, I've been to Canada. I, I, don't, I never ran. I mean, you would think that the many times I've been to Canada, which is a lot. I can't even, I can't tell you how many times I've been there. Uh, that it, if, if this was an issue, like what, that overnight, that everybody went 50% LGBTQ. Well, but that is what's happening, right? Is that people are experimenting and identifying because of the power of suggestion. It's the enemy. Like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, absolutely. This went crazy. It's just, you know, God giving them over to a debased mind. And but what I, what I loved is one of the comments is from a, a, a friend of ours on, on Facebook, Jan Jan, not Jen Jen, but Jan Jan, who is a homosexual. And she goes, those people are crazy. <laughs> she goes, I'm homosexual. And I, this is all nonsense. People have lost their mind. Well, and, I'm, and I go, I, I love you, Jan Jan. You I think that's awesome. the issue for a lot of the homosexual community. I know the feminist communities that, mm. and trans and transgender community. They're saying that this, the, what normalizing, not just normalizing, but uh, mainstreaming transgenderism does a huge disservice to people that are truly suffering from the genetic condition of transgenderism. It is actually quite debilitating for people that mm -hmm. are suffering from the chromosomal genetic problem of transgenderism. So, so by saying everybody's trans, everybody's trans, you, you're minimizing the strife and the anxiety and the difficulty that they're going through. Right. Um, and it's so it, a lot of that community is, is horrified by what's happening. It's much like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic. Right. And so uh, it's like the Hispanic community is like, going, no, we don't want the borders. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I had, I had to come through when, you know, it wasn't my dad, but it was my grandparents. My grandparents, uh, you know, came over with papers and, and, and they were legal. And, oh, and my okay. dad well, knew, knew his dad was legal and his mom was legal. And he's like going, he used to call them wetbacks. But he would, he'd say, we don't want these. <laughs> he would tell me, like, no, come through. Like I, my parents came through. You just fill out the paperwork 
and it'll take a while, but that's the yeah. way you come across. We want to make sure that the right people are coming over, not this whole board. So it's like the same thing. It's like you're ruining what it is that we worked for and what we did to become Americans. Right. You're, you're making it difficult. I was like when I became a detective, I worked my butt off to become a detective. I studied and I, I did everything I could to, to understand what it was that I needed to know for my job. And this other guy put in for it. And he didn't do anything. And he got the job. And the entire time I'm helping him make it through his life as a detective because he didn't know how to do anything. Like I spent I spent all this time making sure that I knew what to do when I came in here. Right. And yet they let this guy in because he went he used to go to Baker to Vegas. And jog. Like It ruins things when you go so far and change things to make it like, no, that's not what we want. The L right. The, the, you know, the other communities. No, we, we have this. You people that aren't, because it's usually <laughs> the people that aren't, they're yes. the, the loudest speakers. Right. right? The, the, the non-Hispanics that are saying, oh, you're racist up against the Hispanics. Right. No, no we, we want uh, people to come through legally. So, um, but I love, Jan Jan was awesome that she spoke up and said uh, what she said. said no, you, you people are nuts. This is not any, you're not fighting for me. That's right. not what I'm, that's not what I'm all about. So she's a conservative and just an amazing lady. All right. Anything else? We could go on a whole nother, we want to talk about ships or something like that. Or you want to talk about, <laughs> I don't know, I was making up stuff. <laughs> all right. So we're off to our um, Bible, uh, study. Bible study in a couple hours. And um, I always looking forward to it. It's a, it's a completely different type of Bible study than I've ever been involved in. And I uh, really look forward to our yes. time with those peeps. That's awesome. Amen. All right. Hey, we got uh, this one thing that I'm sure nobody knows about yet. Possibly. Possibly. But, We've been uh, newcomers. Yeah. You know, Edify, it's a great Christian podcasting network. Check it out. Subscribe. We'd be blessed by it. Thank you. Blessed. Blessed. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Wow. That's awesome. What's happening? At our uh, it's at Friends Church, Yorba Linda. Mike Pilavachi shares on activating the Holy Spirit in us. God That's is great. Funny. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Have a great, what's today? Monday. Yes. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye.